Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Well, hello, and welcome to uh, November 5th and the uh, hyphenated term razor thin uh, is getting a lot of a lot of wear. Uh, man, uh, I don't know that I'm not going. Boy, double negatives, Colin. I'm feeling negative. Um, I don't know that I'm not going to essentially repeat myself from uh, yesterday. Um, obviously, I'm happy it appears that Donald Trump will no longer have the power of the Oval Office. But I don't see how you can read this election any way other than, okay, I'm, I'm going to bump ahead. Maybe that's, I shouldn't, that Trump might lose and probably will lose. But it seems to me that the Republicans won. And that is bizarre. Because it shows, I say the Republicans won, by the way, because they'll probably, again, I hope I'm wrong about this, they will retain the Senate, the incredible power of the Senate. Um, They have that packed Supreme Court. The ability of Joe Biden to do much of anything as president will will be stonewalled in the Senate. He... If he had a Democratic Congress, he could have passed, of course, the kind of legislation that people vote Democratic for. But that's finished now. Because Republicans, enough of them, were disgusted in some way by Trump, but they don't want the Democrats to have power. The Republicans flipped more seats by far than the Democrats did. So to me, there was like a red wave of of sorts. You'll recall that... um, we talked about the possibility that uh, the Pennsylvania House could be flipped so that Democrats would have control of one of the houses of the legislature. Not only did that not happen, but the Republicans picked up votes. And the same is true in a lot of other states. They solidified their hold on state legislatures. And what that means is, you'll recall the census, that means that Republican legislatures will be carving up their states to benefit Republicans again. A minority party. I, you know, I'm trying, I know a lot of people are obviously trying to parse this, but I, 
my my thought is that maybe you know the so-called the Republicans who regretted their vote four years ago uh, voted for Biden, held their nose and voted for Biden because they wanted Trump out. And maybe they wanted a return to the Republican Party that they knew, the one that isn't quite so blatant about everything they stand for. I uh, I don't know. The suburban housewives, I suppose a lot of them might have voted against Trump, but again, didn't want the Democrats to control the legislature. They still essentially have and hold half the government if Biden wins. So it's hard to be happy. It's better than if Trump wins. But um, I don't know where we go from here. Here's a, here's a reality. Biden had absolutely no coattails. Now, you could argue that the reason maybe Trump will be voted out, but all these other Republicans in the Senate, the House, state legislatures were voted in, was because of like some of the reasons I was just suggesting. But I'm sure a lot of people will blame Biden for some reason. And I don't I think that would be misplaced. Um, yeah, I th- you know, if things continue as they are, uh, Trump will lose, but the Republicans will win. I'm stunned really we had uh, said that the only outcome really that was going to do what most of us wanted it to do would have had to be an obvious electoral repudiation of not just Trump of Trump and his Republican enablers and that did not happen. Instead, we're left with our jaws dropped to the floor that tens of millions of America, half of America, okay? Half of America could watch for the last four years this cruel, lazy, narcissistic buffoon, this wannabe dictator. They could watch and listen to the lies spewing out of his mouth and vote again. They could see his incompetence during the pandemic. Do you know that nine of the 10 states most hit, I'm not sure what the 
whether they were talking about deaths or how many. Nine of the 10 states that have been hit hardest by the pandemic went to Trump. Can you imagine voting for someone who you now know and who you now know brings nothing but chaos? I, that's the part. I'm sorry, I can't get. I'm left with just this feeling of, frankly, shame humiliation, and fear. I mean, all over, we talked a little bit about the rest of the world. Man, they're watching this. They can't believe it. And uh, this is a commentator in South Africa. It doesn't matter who wins. America is a very divided country. Trump, with all his disgusting characteristics and amid bungling the COVID pandemic, is still able to get 50%, half of the population. That says a lot. And what it says is disquieting and it's hard to ignore. I used to make fun all the time. This doesn't seem right. When some awful gun, you know, mass killing happened in America, you know, every other day. And the there would always be people on the ground, as they say, being interviewed by reporters saying, um, I can't believe this could happen here. I mean, I can't believe this happened here. It's what I guess is just knee-jerk what people say. But that is the way a lot of Americans are feeling about this. Like somehow we were immune from the darker impulses of human nature under stress especially. We were never immune. We've been sort of lucky, I guess. But that I share a nation, literally, with so many people who scare the hell out of me and aren't going anywhere and who will still worship Trump. I uh, I just <laughs> don't have words. I really don't. We have a caller. Let's go to the phones. Hello. Elaine, it's Mike. Hi, Mike. So there's something missing in your logic, if you don't mind me pointing it out. Go ahead. Um, you said that, or I heard you say, that half of America watches these things happen and still votes for Trump. 
mm-hmm. I attest that they're not watching, that they don't read the news. And when they do watch anything, it's Fox News, which is, you know, um, propaganda. And so they're not watching. They don't care about anybody but themselves. And they're not getting the same information that we're getting. So the majority or many of those people have no concept that Trump locked babies in cages, have no concept that we're killing a thousand people, a thousand people a day are dying from COVID, a hundred thousand people yesterday got it. They have no concept of that. But what do they want is what we as Democrats have to be aware of. And they clearly want a strong bully man because that's what Trump's pitch is. Now, you and I know that he is a shyster and that there's a sucker born every minute. And that's why they're into him because they're suckers and they can't see that he's a shyster. But what do they want? They want that feeling that there's a daddy in charge. And that's not what Democrats give them. Democrats give them hand-wringing and together we can do this. They don't give, we don't give that authoritarian thing. So we will always be behind because we're not giving half of America what they want. It didn't used to be half of America. This is the result of Fox News. And even those disinterested folks uh, you say don't really even know what's going on, but if they do watch news, it's Fox, which is, you know, probably uh, true. I, I, I have very little hope, frankly, for the future of this country. I have very little hope and I'm, I'm just so frightened for my children, my child, my the generation, their children, what kind of a country are they going to be in? Not Who are all these ugly, right. ugly people? And the truth is they're just afraid, right? We're oh. afraid. Where is this country going? And they're afraid. They're afraid that Black Lives Matter, which I think really hurts well, you know, you can say, but, but you can say they're afraid. Another way of saying they're afraid is saying they're racists. Well, they're, yeah. Well, yeah, I, because they're afraid of what the future is. They don't like the idea of America, the diversif- diversification, the fact that immigrants can come in and and get places and change things. They are afraid because they're losing their privileged position of always having everything their way. I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. But okay. they're still afraid. And if we want them, we I've, have to go there. Oh, we have to do the, the thing you were sort of mocking before <laughs> is that Democrats are so, you know, touchy feely. So we're the ones, I'm not going to be touchy-feely with Mitch McConnell or with these, um, they're like zombies. I mean, these these brainwashed millions. It seems to me that's a fool's errand. 
I don't know. I think we're heading for, I really do think we're heading for um, something very frightening. Well, nobody in America is happy right now, right? Everybody is afraid. But there's somebody who is really happy, and that's Putin. That's right. Our adversaries, our adversaries are doing this to us. Yeah. And we, all of us, Democrats and Republicans, are marching in line well, with what Putin wants. Well, I would say that it's not our adversaries doing this to us. It's us. We are just, <clears throat> we are ready. They, they, what, they're, what they started was to, you know, go after our, our uh, you know, weak areas. Um, they started that, let's get them with the, let's, you know, racism, uh, this, that, the other thing. Let's delegitimize the, uh, their institutions, tell them that the electoral system is really a fraud. Let's do, let's do all of that. The fact is, is they didn't have to do a goddamn thing this time because that disinformation and destroy America message is coming directly from the Oval Office. But that's the plan. It's us. Their their plan is to turn us against each other. A divided enemy is easy. Okay, well, fine. Oh, fine. I think we already were. I think we already were. I really do. It's like Trump has unmasked, no pun intended, America. Because he let the people who were the haters, the he let his people finally stop having to stay in the shadows. He emboldened them. He emboldened them. And once emboldened, there's no going back. And he's created this enraged, I thought it was 40% of the country. I think it's more than that. And since he's not going anywhere, he'll be, what, holding forth at Mar-a-Lago, where they'll come and kiss his ring. He'll still have his Twitter account. I don't know. I think we're heading into something incredibly awful, and I so feel for Joe Biden. I really do. What the hell is he supposed to do? He won't even be able to get a cabinet. Do you think Mitch McConnell's going to let him have the cabinet he wants? They won't sign off on his nominees. They'll turn him down, and you know they will. And I hope that Biden does, takes a page from Trump's book. And if they don't uh, sign off on somebody he wants, he can put them in as an acting head of, you know, the Labor Department, acting secretary of state. Because you can pull that kind of thing off for a while and then do another acting. I think that you can do that for six months. It's going to be ugly. And only half of the people will be paying attention. And the other half of the people whose news source will be about something ridiculous and unrelated to, you know, I keep getting back. If this guy, if Trump, if this is this close and there are a hundred thousand of us getting COVID a day and a thousand of us dying and they still vote for this one, there's as a species in America, 
if we're talking human beings, there's very little hope for us. No. It's beyond comprehension. And it's it speaks so badly of us. It's something. All right, Mike. I'm going to go shoot myself. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here's the reality, guys. Trump might lose, in all likelihood will. But he, after four years of him in the White House, five million and still counting more Americans voted for him than four years ago. We were all in our stupidity thinking that all of this energy and all these new voters and people standing in line forever and voting and voting and voting and voting. I don't know. We all thought those are Democrats because we've been well-schooled. Democrats, when people come out to vote, Republicans lose. Well, other than possibly the top of the ticket, that is not true. The high turnout this election was good for God knows how many Republicans. Even if the guy at the top loses. I don't know. McConnell's back. Lindsey Graham is back. Devin F. And Nunez back. Susan Collins didn't even get defeated. All of these things we assumed because we were told. And that brings me back again to the fact that quite clearly people, a lot of people, do not have the courage to tell a pollster that they're going to vote for Trump. Because that's the only way all those polls are so off. They don't want to stand there with another human being or even on the phone with them and, and say that they're going to vote for this man. Who, by the way, has 76 days left in office. I can't even imagine. A little thing here. I'm not going to do it all. Father Joseph sent me this from USA Today. Yep, former Vice President Joe Biden may squeak out a victory, but even if he does, we've been slapped with a heartbreaking reality that nearly half our country voted for Donald Trump after spending four years watching him spew unbridled bigotry, engage in blatant corruption, and tell so many lies you'd need a magnifying glass to read the Washington Post's running list of them. My best friend just called to say he did not recognize this country. Unfortunately, I do. It's the same country 
that built itself largely on the backs of slaves who had their most basic human rights stolen and whose descendants more than 150 years after emancipation still carry the weight of the chains that held them down. True, slightly more than half the country voted to, voted for Biden. But that's little consolation because many of those who chose Trump did not do so out of a simple difference of political opinion. It was really a contest between our better and worse angels. We were always an imperfect nation. But America was great in part because of what we aspired to be. The land of the free where hard work and equality meant everyone had a shot at earning a piece of the pie. We were born a mosaic of diversity and we celebrated it. But that's not what some in Trump's America want to see when they look through the window of history. They want to see their own reflection. <clears throat> A lot of people are buying the bigotry and division that Trump is selling. They just don't want some in their family or their friends or their neighbors to know it. So they don't tell the pollsters. They don't. And perhaps the most dangerous implication of this election is the willingness of millions of Americans to reject unpleasant realities and instead accept a fictitious, literally fictitious world. Marketed by Trump's co-conspirator Fox News. They don't want to believe that almost a quarter of a million Americans are dead in the last months. And so I guess they believe it's no big deal. The doctors are lying. Uh, the, the people aren't really dead. Uh, I, I don't know. And that Trump, uh, you know, vanquished uh, the pandemic. I don't know. I can't believe we're here. I can't believe that nearly half my fellow Americans have reelected a man. So, well, but they didn't. Wait a minute. Oh, I guess he's saying if Trump were to win. Okay, that's some of that. I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling through it as I'm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Barbara says, I think Mike makes a good point. Tom Hartman was discussed the impact of right-wing talk radio yesterday and the lack of and need for progressive talk. Well, I'm sure he did. It ain't going to happen. Because the corporate entities, well, don't get me started about it, okay? 
He pointed out that the Democrats spent over a billion dollars on this election and let Air America go bankrupt back in 2010 when only $15 million would have saved it. Yeah, well. I hear it. Incredible, really. Let's not kid ourselves and let's not get celebratory because there is no reason. I'm sorry to be so negative. I really am. Um, hey, will somebody check? I mean, I'm, you know, they keep telling us what uh, is going, uh, the, the voting account in Philly and all that stuff. Um, please, somebody tell me that Heather Heidelbaugh is not still ahead of Shapiro. Please, somebody. I, have, I don't know why. I couldn't find that number. Dear God in heaven. Heather Heidelbaugh. Jesus. I've got to call her. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Kind of. Can you hear me? Kind of. Yeah. Then that's fine that you're on the phone. Uh, you can actually. I'm calling from Dayton, Ohio. Okay. And uh, I just wanted to. Uh, I've, I've listened to your show because uh, I, I was looking for the city paper of uh, Pittsburgh, and I really wanted to tell you what a good laugh I've gotten in the last month. Uh, it was your first show uh, after the, the debate, the vice president debate. Anyway, I've lived in Vermont. I've lived in New York. I've lived all over. I'm in Dayton, Ohio, because I'm mm-hmm. taking care of my mom. And it's just like a Christian, you know, Christian paradise. Holocaust, you know. So I can, I was just going to say, I think I know kind of what is in these. The, the heads, the minds of these voters? Oh, Jesus. Uh <laughs> What are you watching TV no, but, while you're talking to me? Hey, um, what? No, I, I'm I, just watching you. I've never done, I've never called you before. Then let me just shut this thing off. Okay, okay. okay. Now I just got you. So once you once you okay. go ahead. Okay. Well, I no. You're saying what? You have a sense of like the Trump voter of who these well, people are. I think yeah, I do. If you want to hear it, it's just kind of it's a little bizarre. But I saw it in 2000. 16 towards July is when I started. In this area of Dayton, which is Kettering, granted, it's more conservative, I, I guess I would imagine, but I, I think it really shot me back then how many Trump signs I saw. And I, I know I, I go through these these nice neighborhoods that are around the hospital and so forth. Uh, where, you know, I would say, generally speaking, that the kids go to great schools, great, you know, college, you know, of course, yeah, uh, that's what, what it's like. But I saw so many Trumps, and I really thought back then, what, 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 
Well, know? I mean, yeah, but it's more amazing, you and, know, to see and, so and many. Had, yeah. To see and so many Trump signs after the America had four years of him. That's the thing. Um, the well, fact that well, there was this, not a repudiation. Why, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it again? Why, in other words, why are they doing the same thing? Because they're afraid again? of the future. They're afraid. They're afraid. They're all a bunch of friggin' snowflakes who, if somebody doesn't look like them, worship like them, come from the same place they come from, they are uncomfortable, increasingly so. Well, you know, they, Lynn, I really hate to say this, but when I when I moved here from Seattle, uh, you know, <laughs> and I grew up for eighteen years here in, you know, yeah, and but you're, you're back, day, you're day, back day, now. Day area, but well, I, yeah, I was back uh, eleven eleven years four months ago. But anyway, uh, what I when I was driving through and when I got here, it was like it took me one week, and I I just thought I thought what the what happened. Well, I, you I know what? It, what that, and, I, and I said, what did the file belt just okay. pull itself right up to the Canadian border? Uh, I, I, this is, you know, because I was in Vermont, New York, and then I was on the west, you know, on the west coast in Seattle, and I was not accustomed to having it crammed, you know, so far. Well, welcome to much of America. Okay, yeah, fine. I mean, I I know, and I'm I live. In, here, Pittsburgh within the city um, is a little bubble, uh, but immediately outside of it and all the way through till you hit, uh, you know, like uh, State College or Harrisburg and, and uh, to Philadelphia, this, I live amongst these people as well, but we don't mix very much. We mix at work, although we're doing less of that now because... We're all stuck in you our know, home. I'm going to tell you something funny. You like when you hear something. I'm funny, going to have okay? to move on pretty soon, though. So, yeah, tell me. Okay. And, and when then I got to go. Just not far from us, uh, there's the Church of the Rock, and it was, it was called Touchdown Jesus because it was a statue. Well, it got struck by lightning, and it, it, it burned to the ground because of the materials that it was. Uh, and it was the most ironic thing. Because it was an eyesore, and made out of chicken wire and plugs of glass, and you know, not even real stone. So you would expect it to just burn, and it burned for hours. I mean, burned it right down to the ground. I thought that might be a nice sign that well, there is some higher agency kind yeah. of working in it. Well, you engage in magical thinking like that because we all need to make would lick our wounds in the ways we can. Thank you for calling. Good to hear from you. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I think I have another caller unless I'm mixed up, which is always a possibility. Hello. Hey, 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 that might be me. Yeah, that is Uh, you. I knew we were potentially in big trouble a couple weeks ago when a relative here in Pittsburgh contacted me with this bizarre letter, like pro-Trump letter. This is a guy that I've known all my life, voted democratically, was never politically active. 
And that was the most shocking thing. It was like, well, this is like out of the blue. What is this about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could say he was probably a racist, but a nice guy. I've known him all of his life, right? Hopefully that tainted, I, I thought, like, like waned over the years. Where he sends this letter that, and, and to all my siblings, and I'm like, like, is this, my only response was, is this a chain letter? Like, which did not get a great response. But the one line that hit me, and I thought, oh my God, it is racism. Absolutely. When he said, could you imagine Sleepy Joe? He's so weak. If something happens to him, it's yeah. President Kamala, and then like AOC, and they'll be running the world. And I thought, Oh, my God. These guys were willing to even maybe accept a black man, but a black woman. Uh uh. No, that's they were so terrified. Too many strikes going on there. You know, and by the way, there's not only racial animus there. There's, you know, misogyny uh, working, working. But that let me just think one of the thoughts I had about how Democrats really bashed Hillary for um, running a a bad race or something. I'm willing to give her a slack now because we see Biden. He's running against Trump, a known quantity at this point. He does not have the misfortune of having a vagina. So we put a sweet white male Right. Up against him, not the woman who's in pantsuits who scares the bejeebers out of him. And uh, they're still counting. It's that close. She, right. he did not in any way really better Hillary showing. So let's let's get off her back. Is what I'm thinking. Right. Well, God help I, us. I didn't realize that the fear that Kamala Harris. And yeah, oh, the, yeah. the squad put in these oh, people. Yeah. This turned this man who had never been political in his whole life. Yeah. And turned well, him into a raging also lunatic. told that, that these women are, you know, socialists. Right. And between all of that, that's what creates this absolute fear. It was. It was. There was talk of communists. They'll turn yeah, this right. country into right. democracy. Yep. That's, that's right. what so, did it. It put them over the uh, the edge. Americans have, in my entire lifetime, been well schooled in reacting in terror to the word socialism or communism. And the left, because the the left wing of the Democratic Party is getting a l- much more active. Um, that's scaring, I guess. More, I think, even more people. I don't have a clue, but I am. I'm just sick. I'm glad. I know it's racism, I'm, and know, yeah, it's racism. It's racism, and, and it's I did not realize. Been. It's How, always right. been any American who now can't see what black people have known all their lives, right, is willfully blind. Willfully mm-hmm. blind. God, that coupled dang. with unfettered capitalism, which yeah. in the Rust Belt here, okay, you have yeah. all of these people who have really been affected by unfettered capitalism. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, but even the, the white population that figures by birthright they had expected some sort of opportunities that aren't there, right. not 
because of unfettered capitalism and oh, how it God. destroyed the economic it. system. I and know. that's how you get this, this election. Yeah. That's how I've come down to explain it. I mean, it's shocking. Shocking. I, I didn't really, I, I only got a glimpse of it a couple of weeks ago. You know, I had a, a sick feeling in my stomach when I got that, um, that letter from this character who. Yeah. Well, there it is. It was totally oh, unexpected. Oh, wake okay. up call. Thank you. Hey, but I'm still optimistic. Hey, okay, hey, 20, uh, yeah, okay. 2022, you know, we got the, maybe we can get like, we got to like replace Toomey, find the good replacement for Toomey. He's already said he's out. All right. right? Okay. I refuse That's to where be I'm optimistic. thinking. Okay. Thank okay. you. Don't Bye. be talking optimistic to me. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I know I have a bunch of callers. I just want to get another thought in. And that was, uh, you know, seeing uh, those Republican mobs yesterday outside of the places that were trying to count the vote, banging on the doors uh, in Detroit, um, in Maricopa County, in Arizona. And uh, the only, I, I, I mean, part of it was, it was so reminiscent, guys, of the 2000 election. Bush Gore. Do you remember all those Republicans banging, literally banging? It was called the Brooks Brothers Riot, banging on the windows and doors saying, stop the recount, stop the recount. And here we are 20 years later, and there they are again. Stop the count, stop the count. And Here's another thing we can say. All of those people are white. And there are police there. Nobody was maced. Nobody was thrown to the ground and beaten. No one was arrested. I didn't see in all the video any cops kneeling on any of their necks. And there's a difference in this America that we have got to see. White people are allowed to break the rules. White people are allowed to openly carry and intimidate. Black people, ha, black people are not. And half of this country, half of this country, maybe even more, I don't know. We're doomed because people who cannot look in the mirror and see reality, those are a doomed people. The only good news I have is, uh, yeah, uh, Shapiro uh, has uh, pulled a slightly in the lead now. Um, so, God. But the Republicans are still leading in the, uh, what, the race for the treasurer? Um, I don't know. We are so effed. Shapiro right now has 49%. She's got 48 
Okay. Um, I'm sorry, callers. Go ahead. There's a few of you, so let's keep it tight. Hello. Lynn, is Hello. this, is, is this yeah. me? That's you, and, hey, and I'm being told that another one hung up. So, you know. Okay. Wait well, a I, I, I will. I'll make it quick. Uh, okay. It's Ray from Lawrenceville. Hi, Ray. Hey, Lynn. Uh, and this, I asked this question with nothing but love for you and the show, going all the way back to Uncle Dougie days. But what the hell are you talking about? Biden what, has yeah. Biden received the most votes in the history presidential mm-hmm. election, right? Yeah. yeah. We have successfully- And you know, hey, wait, wait, I just want to say, Ray, you know who, re- let, me, let me interrupt. You know who received the second most votes in American history? Donald Trump. Is it? Because my, it's my, a my huge turnout. You, my grandmother would say to you, Lynn, what do you want an egg with your beer? Why do you look, when, when we have a clear victory, why does our side, when we win, we keep fighting as if we lost? We won that. One that's not the second most. Biden got the most votes ever, yeah. right? And we're still counting. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. We've successfully we're still counting. this yeah, year. With, but Ray, we, we successfully this year. Wait, let me finish. With uh, with uh, the horrible president and a corrupt Senate, we destroyed the the rights' most valuable weapon against voting. We've destroyed their polling place manipulation tool. We have. If this goes through, if this works. We will have proved that that remote voting is possible and successful, right? Yes, and will all the Republican-controlled legislatures? You think they'll? Oh, like, uh, yes, but yes, but yes, yeah. but we we've got to learn to win. That's our problem. We'll have the next two years <laughs> if if Biden gets through. We'll have the next two years for the most unprecedented prosecution and revelation in this country's history of the corruption at the heart of the Republican Party, all right? And we have the next two years to reflect on why do we lose? They didn't beat us, we lost. Let's reframe the narrative. We lost, why do we lose, all right? You know, we, we say it's because of this, it's because of that, but that's an illusion. Causes don't, like, this caused that and this caused that, like it, like it was dominoes. It causes coming fields. What's going on that we lose? What caused this, right? We, we, need, we need to learn how to accept the win when we get a win. And we, uh, right, we all right. One of the worst, most corrupt, damaging presidents, we successfully, against all the forces that they arrayed against us, if, if this holds, we succeeded. <laughs> we didn't get 100%. That's okay. If the tables were turned, they'd be dancing in the streets. Hey. You take that half full glass of yours. Uh, I hear you. And, I, I, and, I do hear you. And, and, I, and, and I, am, I am disgusted by our side, but I still voted. <laughs> it. All right? We need to know, we need to figure out why our side disgusts people like me who, who haven't jumped ship yet. I know earlier, last week you talked about uh, someone uh, saying that there was an older woman who voted Hillary but wasn't going to vote Biden because she was so turned off by our side of either you're a hundred percent on our side or apostate, you're an anathema. Yep. Weird I hear things you. wrong. Well, you okay? know that that, that, no, that, that makes me crazy too. Both sides. Well, we, uh, fix it. Both sides have given away in some 
way oh, to their. Um, take the win. Take the I'm win. I'm taking the win. Okay, I'm taking the win. Week, okay. All right, I'm getting my party hat out. Okay. Oh. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh God. Oh dear God. So I don't know how much longer is this going to go on. Jeez. Um, let me see. Russ writes. Do you think, as I do, that the lack of any type of leadership or direction from the DNC is really, really? Sh- yeah, I think the DNC is a problem. And this Perez, who's heading it, yeah, I think it's a problem. God, I mean, we lost seats in the House. My God, they could have retaken the House. The fact that we as progressives do not have a central supportive body that leads and shows its influence. During the 2016 election, we were talking about the dissolving of the Republican Party, but it turned out the DNC has disappeared. Yeah, in that regard, I think both parties are in real trouble, but it's going to be interesting to see what the Republican Party, without Trump in the White House, is going to look like. Um, Because they will still not be able to offend the half of America that voted for him. So Trump might be out, but Trumpism is rather healthy, to say the least. So I, it'll, it'll be interesting. Oh. I'm just, wait a minute, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I got too many sources that I'm, well, I, I guess I say this all the time. Uh, New York Times is reporting that Biden appears to hold the edge in the key votes. Still, yeah, well, we started, we're already ahead of ourselves. Uh, he could, you know, I mean, if all falls in our favor, um, he could win the rest of these states. <laughs> um, I know. Trump is still leading in Georgia, but man, just by a sliver. And I, I, I don't know. And Pennsylvania could yet go to him, although I don't know. <laughs> and Arizona and Nevada. And stop saying Nevada. God dang it. Everybody says Nevada. Ask somebody in Nevada where they live. They live in Nevada. I'm telling you, they live in Nevada. Unless you think that, you know, our messy American democracy is kaput. I'm now arguing the other side. Um, the, the That Russian opposition figure that, you know, Uh, Putin tried to poison, who got flown to Germany and they saved him. And and, um, he he wrote this on Twitter yesterday. 
and you get a different perspective here. Okay, this guy's Alexei Navalny. Woke up and went on Twitter to see who won. Still unclear. Now that's what I call an election. So that's coming from a man who lives in a true autocracy where the votes are not counted. And yeah, here's another positive. All, you know, to see the system work. I mean, the votes are being counted. I can lament till I'm blue in the face uh, what those voters, you know, voted. But the fact is, is these votes are being counted. And transparently so. Nobody is buying rigged, except, of course, in as much as Trump continues or Fox continues to feed that to, uh, to America. Boy. Um, thank you, Chuck, for sending me that. Um, Ed writes, fascinating show today. Really? Wishing you a quick recuperate. Oh, yeah, I do. Jeez, I almost forgot. I'm going under the knife uh, Tuesday morning. I'm taking Monday off because I'm going to be a preoperative, anxious mess. Um, yeah, so this is my last show for probably two weeks. And I'm sorry to abandon you <laughs> at this consequential time. But, you know... Uh, at least you won't have my negativity to bring you down, okay? I mean, that's that's a good thing. <sighs> Let me see. What else do I have? Still haven't seen, and, and this does still alarm me or make me nervous, getting negative again, uh, that... When and oh, I have a caller waiting, Amy. I'm sorry, I didn't know that, or I did and I forgot it because that's me. Hello. Good morning, Lynn. Yes, yes. Hey, Lynn. Here's what I think. That I don't want to get into politics, but I'm going to real quickly here. The Republican Party seems like it's become a party of the party of denigration, denigration of the environment, denigration of each other, denigration of regulations and rules. And basically, mm -hmm. etiquette and proper civility to each other. Mm -hmm. It's not. I a don't good disagree. Way I can. Yeah. And when I was a young, when I was a young boy in high school, I couldn't understand what, like, how did Hitler get into be? How did somebody, like, why did people fall for it in Germany? What happened? Like, how do people? Now I see. You denigrate people. You start making. You're not with my group. You must be a bad group. Yeah. And then that's how you start the thing. And then, that's and then right. I didn't. I, just, I, I couldn't understand. Like, how was. Like, how would you do that? You're still saying you're bad. You're bad, Lynn, because you're this. You know, you're a Jew, especially. If you're yeah, Jews, you're I know. Okay. Everybody bad. hates the Jews. Yeah. You're suspect. I mean, yeah, I mean, no. you're the worst subject. I don't know why. Yeah, yes. And then everybody, like, basically, because we don't, I think the reason why people don't like the other people, because they don't know enough about it. Like, we don't know. Like, we're Christians. We don't know Jews, so you're bad. We don't know Muslims. You're bad. We don't know gays. You're bad. If we don't know them, you're bad. And then, everybody, mm -hmm. and then we, we reinforce that amongst our family members, like, 
these outsiders or could be this is how it begins i think the outsiders are bad and then you tell your other people like in your group that the these outsiders are bad maybe there's nothing bad but you just start telling stories amongst your, your little clan and that's how you have denigration like instead of going another way like hey i want to try your food out instead of saying you know you're bad instead of saying that i I want to try the Jewish food out. I want to try the Italian food out. I want to try this little drink out that they have. That's how it could be, you know. Well, we look at each other's as positive. They can bring new flavors, new things to the to the mix. They and don't that's want how, it. I know. Like, of it. I know. I know. But come There's on. two kinds of people, I guess. Flavors. But think about that. Do you want one flavor of pizza, or do you want multiple flavors of pizza or ice cream, whatever it may be? You want yeah. the multiple flavors. Because after a while... No, no some people like vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> and white <laughs> bread. Okay? <laughs> and Twinkies. All things white. <laughs> I know. They're All right? Think about it. After a while, they're going to get tired of it. Even after the Twinkies. I know. Uh, it, they can't say. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. They might like devil's food. It's dark, but they might even like it. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, I got it. Hey, thank you. I I have another caller waiting. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you, too. I mean, I don't even know you, but I love you. I do. And we have a caller, I think, still. Oh, we don't? (laughs) What? Amy, I'm sorry. I'm just so... I thought you said I did. I'm sorry. Anyway... Um, here, I think I was going to say when I took the caller, and it's just another concern of mine, that either today or tomorrow, I'm willing to bet, uh, there will be um, a declaration made that uh, Joe Biden has secured 270 uh, electoral votes, and, um, and he, will, he is the president-elect. Um, we don't know. Uh, what that will do. We know that the lawyers will be busy. They'll be suing all of these states, left, right, and center. Um, but, you know, it, even Scott Walker, the despicable uh, former Republican governor in Wisconsin, uh, said yesterday to Trump, why are you doing a recount in Wisconsin? You lost by over 20,000 votes. The recount, a recount in my state, and he knows it, is at best going to give you 200, 300 votes. So there was Scott Walker essentially saying to Trump, there is no fraud. You lost. You lost. Okay. And it'll only humiliate you when you pay for a recount and you come up on the short end again. All right. Um, Thank you, Tony. Thank you, all of you, for, you know, wishes of good luck. I... It's a die. I did not want this surgery. I tried mightily to avoid it. Um, 
I can't think of any place I'd rather be than in a hospital as COVID uh, surges. Can you? <laughs> the one place I guess I could be, when they are putting me out on the operating table, um, that'll be the only, well, no, because you can't even appreciate it's not restful or anything. But, you know, uh, unconsciousness seems at, uh, sometimes to be not a bad, not a bad idea. Um, I'm going to, I think I'm pretty much done. I'm going to end. Did I say what I got? What's wrong with my head? And you know, and after anesthesia, your head gets even stupider. I can't even imagine. Um, I'm worried about violence by his worked up folks, the same ones out banging on the doors. I'm, I'm worried about that because once it is said he lost. Um, it's really potentially that's the scary part. That is the scary part. Um, hang on. I just want to make sure I'm getting y'all in here. Um, and Louise does remind us that, you know, that Brooks Brothers riot that led to uh, Gore v. Bush. Um, the three of the lawyers who ran down there to Florida to make sure that vote went re the Republican way, three of those lawyers are now sitting on the Supreme Court of the United States. John Roberts, Chief Justice, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy COVID, <laughs> COVID Barrett. Amy Covet Barrett. There you are. Three of them. One third of the Supreme Court. And God forbid that way you, you understand why Trump wants it to end up in the Supreme Court. Because he's already got votes right there. Um, okay, I'm going to end on this uh, something that Roger sent me. Roger. I don't know how to pronounce all this stuff. Um, he took a picture, he sent me a picture of uh, all of those, as he said, below is a picture of all those who are helping uh, us, that's his wife and him, cope during this stressful time. And there's a picture, and I guess I'll just, it says, many thanks to Dr. Glenn Ross's scotch a.k.a. Scotty. Many thanks to Roku Jin and her assistant, Fever Tree Tonic. To Doctors Castle Rocks, Petite and Grand Syrah. And to hydration expert, Ms. Pellegrino. Not in the picture are thanks to frozen Costco pepperoni pizza, Halloween candy, Cape Cod potato chips, and Mr. Knob Creek, and contributions from East End Brewery. Don't know what we would do without you. All right, guys. Next time I talk to you, I hope I do, um, I don't, can't even imagine where I'll begin or what will have happened. I'm sorry I won't have you to go through it with, but uh, I'll be back. Check in two weeks, okay?
Thanks. Bye-bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.